the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. News, views, and interviews important to you. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you as we get settled into a brand new year, the year 2019. Looking forward to joining you once again, having another great, uh, hopefully having a great guest over the course of the, the year and um, having these conversations that we have um, every week. Really appreciate you joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you. We're going to, in a moment, be joined by one of our regular contributors. In fact, he has been for, for many years. Grant Malloy, who's currently the Clerk of Court and Comptroller for Seminole County. Before we go to Grant, though, I want to, of course, let you know and give a shout-out to our friends, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, all the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com, and let you know that there's no reason to start a new year if you're in pain, continuing to be in pain. Dr. Patrick St. Germain and his Outstanding staff at St. Germain Chiropractic can help you live a life free of pain. You can find them at 855 When in Pain. That's 855 When in Pain. Dr. Patrick St. Germain, when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855 When in Pain. And be sure to tell him Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Dr. Patrick St. Germain, proud to be voted best chiropractor. Once again, now let's go to Seminole County Clerk of Court and Comptroller Grant Malloy. Grant, thank you for joining us today. Hey, Roger. Thanks for having me on. You know, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of things like there is with all of us um, as we turn the, count, the page on a new year and uh, new exciting opportunities, possibilities, and certainly in your work with as Clerk of Court and Comptroller for Seminole County. Look forward to having you share some of those. But um, most recently, there's been um, some, some new news uh, regarded to some of the conflict that you've been having um, with your office and Seminole County government over the past year or so, which you'd shared with us about. Can you bring us up to date there? Sure. Yeah, as you're aware, we've talked about it. There was a, uh, the, oh, gosh, about a year and a half ago, the uh, county commission sued uh, my office, sued me over who controls investment. And so we lost in the lower court, but appealed it. Yesterday there was a hearing where both sides presented their arguments over at the 5th District Court of Appeals in uh, Daytona Beach. So um, they say it could take several weeks to get a verdict. The, the, it's a simple issue that we would like to get uh, clarified because the current policy is so restrictive that the commissioners believe they can execute every individual trade. And it's just this, when you're working with money, it doesn't work that way. We have $460 million of taxpayers' money. We protect that money, and we put it in investments. We've done quite well. We've uh, 
uh, gained other counties and have done quite well with our returns. So it's one thing to say, hey, invest in treasuries or invest in money markets, but to actually go to say, oh, buy this treasury at a commission meeting doesn't exist because the markets, as we've seen the last couple of weeks, move so quickly. In one day, bond, bond prices dropped a tenth of a point. So you can't say buy something because it doesn't exist when you go to buy it. So that's why a comptroller has the responsibility to manage those funds day to day because things change by the minute, by the hour, money comes in, money goes out, and you simply can't control that at a meeting once a month. It's just not practical. So that, the irony is we've been told to you know, not follow the order as it's written, so why are we suing over this if, if they uh, you know, say, well, it's not practical, which it isn't, so... It's, a, it's very frustrating and a large waste of taxpayer money and time, but that's uh, what I find happens in government, and I try to fight it every time. So we'll know in, a, in a, I guess, a couple months or so what the fifth DCA says. And this is an issue of statewide importance because all the clerks around the state uh, have been supporting this and um, would like to see some clarification so this uh, problem doesn't occur in other counties, you know, like Orange or or other charter-type counties. And one other thing I would add, just from a citizen's perspective, you know, you are duly elected by at large by, by the citizens. I mean, you're mm-hmm. only in office because the citizens literally put you there by voting you in. Uh, of course, they could vote you or your other colleagues, uh, clerks of court around the state, out as well. And I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's one um, reason or ad- advantage to your position here. But, you know, if... if if, if you were to, you know, you know, not handle the, if the citizens are not pleased with the way that you're doing the job, they always have the option to to vote you out or to continue to vote you in. And I think that from a from a from a, you know, pure purely representative government perspective, um, you know, I, I that's why I would feel more comfortable with those those responsibilities resting with you and your fellow clerks of court around the state. And you raise a very good point there. Uh, I work for the citizens directly. I don't work for the county commissioners. And the ironic thing about this policy is that there's a, and I, he's a nice guy and all, I get along with him and he's got some good advice, but technically there's a third party company um, that makes the uh, recommendations that tells the board who tells me what to do. So, in a roundabout way, uh, my constitutional uh, powers have been. Uh, 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 taken over by other elected officials and a uh, you know private company, so that's a that's troubling as well to a representative uh, democracy like we have. But uh, the good news is we you know we've been producing uh, some of the highest returns. The money's safe. We have some really good investments. We were on the right side of the curve, and you know I'll keep fighting for the taxpayers to to protect assets and and follow the uh, laws and and help out the citizens. And you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're glad you're joining us. also want to let you know, of course, our program is sponsored by our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. Do you have a, any kind of a garage door problem? Well, then Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Florida Door Solutions is based on the old-school philosophy of integrity, dependability, and service to their customers. You can find out more at fladoor.com. That's FLADoor.com, or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR, and be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. And 
No, we're, we're speaking with Grant Malloy, Clerk of Court for Seminole County and Comptroller for Seminole County. One more question about this, um, you know, the specific job duties of your office. Grant, you know, there was just um, there was a, a, an issue on the ballot in the November elections that was very relevant to your office, you know, and your other clerks of court and other constitutional officers such as sheriff and, and others in the state of Florida that turned out, uh, you know, you know, a referendum where the citizens uh, did vote and that turned out favorably uh, for the, for the constitutional officers, you and the other constitutional officers. Can, can you just give us a brief, you know, update and overview of, of, of that? Yes, that was uh, amendment 10 on the ballot. It's called, we called it the uh, protection amendment. And what that did is in charter counties, which are like Orange, Volusia, Brevard, Seminole, uh, Polk, Osceola, so most of the uh, counties in your listening area are what you call charter counties. They have a different set of rules that govern their county uh, government. They don't fall underneath the state constitution directly. It, it's, they set their own rules. And there's been abuses in that uh, where, you know, I used to be a commissioner, there's always been a feud between, you know, power grabs. So quite often the county commission wants to take over control of another elected official, which is kind of what's happened to me over the last uh, couple of years. So, for instance, in Miami-Dade, there's no sheriff. In, in Volusia, the sheriff is an elected department head with very little control over their uh, office. And um, in other places, the comptroller function has been lost and there's no oversight and checks and balances over the money. So the citizens supported Amendment 10. So that will protect uh, our my office and the tax collector and property appraiser and the sheriff from uh, being overrun by you know, a power grab. And it raises an interesting question, because in Volusia, you'll notice the, the county commission there is now uh, suing over that amendment because they don't want to give the sheriff back the powers he should have. So there is another situation uh, kind of similar to mine, that the sheriff simply wants to do his job as directed by the Constitution, and the county commission is uh, fighting that tooth and nail. So uh, long-term, this is very good for Florida because it will protect uh, the separation of powers and county government, and uh, that's, I think, very important principle. Thank I'll you. give you a quick yep. update on a couple other issues. Well, well, we well, one other thing, before you yeah. do, I just wanted to make a comment there quickly, too, and then just so everybody knows where I stand, I... My general rule of thumb, and this is just because I stand for individual liberty, that's my, my, my litmus test is what is the Constitution and, and what's going to protect uh, what, what's best going to protect the liberties of, of individual citizens. And you know, pretty much every single time I come down on the side of electing you know, officials, electing our, our governmental leaders, and just from experience, from my own observation, and certainly from, you know, 2,000 plus years of, of of human history, when you observe the, and especially 200 plus years of American history, the, the further um, people become insulated, people in power, people in government power become insulated from the people, the, the you know, the, the, the things that the worst things seem to turn out for individual liberties and, and, and for the citizens. So anything that empowers the citizens' right to vote, to participate, to, to choose, is, is something that, that personally I, I'm going to support. Well, I agree with you, Roger. We did have some breaking news here in Seminole. I think it's been covered a lot already, but our supervisor of elections, Mike Urtel, got appointed as the Secretary of State of State of Florida. 
So congratulations to him. And that creates a vacancy, and there's a lot of speculation who might be the new supervisor of elections in, in uh, Seminole County. The governor won't get to make that appointment. That's a little side news for you there. No, very interesting. Thank you. And I, yeah, I noticed that on Facebook, and um, yeah, I thought that was uh, pretty, pretty pretty interesting there. Yeah. I, I, any thoughts move. on, or, or do you know who some of the, the candidates might be or the people that perspective? Uh, I've heard candidates? a lot of rumors, and I guess we'll see. They're, they're, the governor... I'm not sure how Governor DeSantis makes appointments. I know Governor Scott used to interview people. There's an application process with the governor's office as well. So, um, but I I'm, I can't really speculate. I've heard a lot of names. Yeah, Secretary of State's a very important position in the state of Florida. In fact, that used to be an elected position. Um, yeah, until you know, a few years ago, and um, yeah, we we um, congratulate uh, Mr. Rattel for, for um, yeah you know, gaining Great that position. Job. Yeah, well, Grant, we're up on our first break. If you can stay with us a little bit longer, we'll uh, continue to, to talk about uh, specifically things um, facing Seminole County and Seminole County sure, government. Sure, be happy to. As well as the country at large. Before we go to break, of course, I want to remind you about our friends over at Sheila Auto Repair and let you know, um, especially with the start of a new year, or maybe even if you just moved to town or, or for whatever, some other reason, if you're looking for some for a place that will take care of your car, truck, SUV, or any other vehicle – with old-school honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see my friends Demetrius and Odysseus Vertigos at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car. They're located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. Be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Friends, we're going to take our first break. We'll be back in just a moment with Grant Malloy, Seminole County Comptroller and Clerk of Court. Please stay with us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. For the Roger Franklin Williams Show, Central Florida's connection to news, views, and interviews. Important to you. And this is my turn. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back. Hope you're enjoying a nice day. And hope your New Year's getting off to a, a good start, a great start, actually. And pleased that, very pleased and happy that you've chosen to join us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show today. Right now, we're speaking with Grant Malloy, who's the comptroller and clerk of court for Seminole County. Of course, Grant is a frequent contributor to our show and actually a longtime contributor to our show. In fact, Grant was a guest on the very first Roger Franklin Williams show way back in the day, actually when he would just was a newly elected Seminole County commissioner. And that was, uh, I think, a last millennial. It, it was. It was, it yeah, was back it was like in the 1990s. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, thanks to your support and our sponsors and many great guests and of course the listeners. Uh, we're still here, and um, especially want to thank our listeners. And some we've you know have listeners. I run into people frequently who've, who've been with us back since uh, since those early early days. Um, yep. Yeah. I was going to say you provide a great service uh, going into some local issues and local businesses, and nice to have that hometown aspect on a radio show. Thank you, thank you very much, and you're a big part of it. Uh, before we go back to to Grant, I want to, of course, remind you about our about some great people in the Apopka area, and that's the pe- Charlene and Paul Fitzgerald over at Apopka Auto Upholstery. They are located conveniently on Forty Eight West Fourth Street, which is literally right off of probably a block or less than a block off of Highway Four Forty One. They're behind Advantage Discount Auto Parts. They can do 
anything that can help you with anything related to auto upholstery, anything to improving the interior of your car. They do complete auto interior work. They do convertibles and vinyl tops. They can help you with truck seats, headliners, simulated convertible tops, anything related to improving the interior of your car, anything related to auto upholstery can be done by the great people over at Apopka Auto Upholstery. Get over and see them and be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you again there right in the heart of downtown Apopka. They're right near the the corner of Highway 441 and Central Avenue right in the uh, old school heart of town. They're at 48 West 4th Street, just a little bit off of Highway 441, right behind Advantage Discount Auto Parts. Grant, I'd like to, um, yeah, just uh, any, anything else you'd like to share with us, though, or anything that's uh, that, with our listeners? Yeah, there's a, you know, I'm a business owner by heart, so I'm always trying to look at the clerk and comptroller's office and see how can we fine-tune things, what can we do to make it uh, work better for the people. So there's a lot of things coming along. Uh, first, I want to give kudos to my comptroller office. They won a national award for excellence in financial reporting for the comprehensive annual financial report that they produce. And this makes Seminole County's comptroller office uh, one of the top five in the state of Florida for the number of times it has won that award, like 37 years in a row. There's a great team there. And some things to help the citizens out. So February 1st is our launch date, keeping our fingers crossed for our new cashier system. Uh, the idea here is to speed up the process when you come into the clerk's office to pay a finer fee. Um, we should be able to process it a lot quicker, and it should be more efficient on our side. I don't want to get too bogged down in technicalities, but uh, this would make it a whole lot more customer-friendly. And uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, we also are uh, going to be launching a new website soon. Uh, it'll be much more easier to navigate and find information. We're uh, waiting on approval from the Supreme Court of Florida for our new jury system, and this will allow you to check in online, kind of like an airline. It'll allow electronic payments. Uh, you'll get a, a card for your uh, jury duty um, payment when you serve. Uh, it has features like that. That should also make it quicker to check in and easier on our side to manage information. Uh, something we did this week, uh, we started a new service at the jail where we were able to log into our uh, uh, network, secure network, and help inmates out understand what fines and fees they're facing, explain the process of how they can get on payment plans so they can afford to pay these fines over several years if needed, and also get their driver's license back. That's always a big issue. So we're trying to help those uh, get back on their feet. And the other thing we've done that's really starting to pay off are guardianship audits. That's a new feature we started doing when we upgraded our audit department to an inspector general. So we have one employee that's dedicated to reviewing the different guardianship cases and making sure that uh, there's not abuse going on. You know, guardianships are for people that are either minors or might have a, a disability, can't take care of themselves, so there's a, a order set up for somebody else to do it. And we want to make sure that that other person is not abusing uh, what is called the ward, not stealing money or, or spending money uh, improperly. It should be only used to help that person and legitimate expenses. So we started making reports to the judges, and they have, uh, when we find it, 
abnormalities there, and they really appreciate that. So a lot going on. SeminoleClerk.org is our website. And you know, lots of going on here, and we keep looking for ways to help citizens and, and make, make the process work better. Now, thank you for sharing that update. And I can just um, add that you, since you were elected, you've done many, taken many initiatives just to make the, the process of interfacing with, with government um, easier for the citizens, more user-friendly, if you will, for the citizens. And you know, I think that's, that's a largely overlooked aspect of, of being an elected official, you know, which which really shouldn't be overlooked, but it I mean to me it's priority number one. You know, even regardless of, of political philosophy or or your ideology or whatever, um, you know, elected officials who are in office are there to serve the citizens, and um, you know, that that should be the the principal part of your mission. Their mission, you know, as we all know, it's, so often it's not at all levels. And um, really uh, appreciate what you're doing there uh, on a regular basis, on an ongoing basis, to make uh, your offices. Well, thank you, Roger. I couldn't, I couldn't do it out without some uh, great employees and uh, a lot of support from the public too. So, uh, but I, I'll I'll pass on the kudos. Please do. And I could you now? I'd like to shift gears a little bit. Um, and of course, uh, feel free to mention anything else that you would like to on the uh, courts end. But you know, as as we've been observing politics you know, closely here for the last twenty plus years on the show, a relatively new development. Have, has taken place actually two of them <laughs> one is in orange county orange county has gone from a republican majority county back when we started our show to to literally one of the most um reliable democrat counties in the in, in in the state of florida um and then seminole county which had for many 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 years been you know oftentimes the most solidly republican county in, in florida literally has has now becoming um you know Republicans are certainly losing their grip there and now seeing more Democrats becoming elected even in Seminole County and you know everybody probably knows um and if they don't know they'll learn right now from my perspective that's that's not a good thing more Democrats in office is is, is not a good thing so um not not that necessarily Republicans in office are always a great right. things either but um you know from from the general broad based perspective um well, in which the perspective on this show is 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 constitutional values and uh, what's going to be uh, uh, best for individual liberty for all citizens. But so, can you give us some, some insights there? Because I know you you've always had your ear close to the ground there. You're right in the middle of it. Uh, what's happening in Seminole County? Well, that's that's a, a great question. A lot of people have been asking that, and you know, I have a different perspective on it than I guess your average insider would. As as you know, I've been a lifelong Republican and. And have fought for constitutional uh, principles, fought for the little guy. Uh, you know, I believe uh, when people control their lives and have more empowerment, they'll be more prosperous, they'll be happier. Uh, so give them more control over their own lives, to uh, quit, uh, you know, running over them, so to speak. And as long as I've been in Simo County, the, one of my biggest opponents was the Republican establishment. You know, they, they, uh, I wasn't part of the team. So I think there's a couple things that have gone on. One is the Republican. Um, just they just got lazy. You know, the Democrats usually did not even field a candidate, so there wasn't a whole lot going on there, and, it, and the party just kind of fell in disarray. The good news is uh, there's a new chairman now, Linda Trocine. She's extremely bright. She's a, a big tent person like the Reagan coalition. She's trying to bring everybody together. She's trying to focus on the principles of the party of, of freedom and limited government and individual responsibility and empowerment. So I think that's a good thing that's happened. 
Uh, the other thing is the Democrats outworked Republicans in Seminole, so that really showed up. And uh, so it's, it's a combination of things. Um, I think the Republicans lost touch with uh, the, the regular uh, citizens in Seminole County. They, they just weren't doing much. The other team showed up and, uh, you know, knocked them in the nose this go-around. So it's going to be, I, you know, I think competition's a good thing. And uh, I think that uh, debate of ideas is good. And I think the other thing you need to do is look at demographics. And Linda's really looked doing this. A lot more outreach to younger people. A lot of folks are going no party. They're not really even going Democrats. They're going no party. And you got to touch their hearts and let them know uh, why our principles will, will help them succeed in life. So it's a whole new demographic. You know, politics is not a lake. It's a moving river, and, and it keeps changing. So there must must be a better outreach to uh, minorities, young people, uh, make it a lot more uh, bigger tent, I guess you'd say. So I think that's going to happen this next go-around, and it's something I've always been uh, talking about. You know, it, it, we, we should all be working together for uh, good ideas. Yeah, one more quick question. This will be a topic in, in my next segment. Um, is a quick answer. We're down under two minutes, but... You know, in my objection to the, to the Democrats, it's just that they're so left wing. You know, I mean, that's um, yeah. Sure, if, if there were <laughs> Democrats being elected that were good old uh, JFK Democrats, uh, tax cuts, strong national defense, um, things like that, wouldn't be so worried. In fact, it might even be a good thing. You know, Harry Truman Democrats, things like that. But you know, the all the Democrats I see are like this uh, uh, Cortez Ocasio, who want to throw out the Constitution and you know institute socialism and. Throughout our all of America, traditional American values, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but anyway, um, my my question is: it's basically a yes or no. Or it's a short answer question. What do you know? These I mean, assume you know these newly elected Democrats in Seminole County, and where do they stand? Are are they uh, somewhere you know somewhere near the center, maybe slightly left of center, or um, or are they uh, these these new uh, fangled uh, ultra leftist socialist Democrats? Well, the the state rep I met. Uh, I- her name is uh, Joy uh, Marcel Goff. I've talked to her uh, at the legislative meeting. She seemed to be a reasonable person. I, sh- I know she was on the Maitland City Council. I really don't know much about her. I've got a meeting lined up, and that's mainly been the the one I've come across recently. So, from from my perspective, you know, we should be able to work together and and focus on some common sense ideas. But I'm kind of like you, Roger. Sometimes I get perplexed that, you know, there's some that will advocate a 70 or 80 percent income tax rate. Well, it's been proven if you do that, <laughs> nobody's going to work. So why why are you pushing an idea like that, that uh, Obama's own chief economic advisor has said doesn't work? So I, there are some things I just don't understand in politics, and I guess it's more of a bumper sticker mentality for some people. We need to look at what works and work together. But so far, what I've seen is, is reasonableness. Well, that's good. That's good news. Well, Grant, thank you for joining us. Okay, Roger. Best wishes in the new year. Friends, we're going to get our next break on the Roger Frank and Williams Show. We'll be right back. You stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Glad you're joining us today. Always great to be with you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. Of course, in our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors 
America's traditional American values of God, family, and country. I hope you're enjoying the program today. We'll have a couple of thoughts I want to share with you, you shifting gears from local to national and concerning um, just the way things are going here in Washington now, especially with the newly uh, instituted, inaugurated um, Congress, which is now a majority Democrat Congress. Before we get into that, though, and share my thoughts there, I want to share my thoughts with you about our friends over at Network Sound and Video, and our friends Rhonda Vito and Rhonda Fera. Of course, um, you know the thing I would first of all share with you is that they've done great work for me in a variety of different times. And the thing that I, one of the reasons I'm so enthusiastic about the work that they do is that it's unique and it's hard to find places that do what they do. And what Network Sound and Video does is take outdated media, if you will, for lack of a better word, 8mm film, old VH1, VHS tapes, even 8-track uh, you know, cassette tapes, um, all those kinds of things, pictures, pictures that we might have in boxes, stored away in boxes, uh, um, and they update them to modern contemporary digital media. So that, I mean, in my case, <clears throat> I had the VH1 tape, Couple of them from uh, that were important had important things on it that were important to me. I just flat out, you know, since those technologies are outdated now and have been for a while, could not even use those. Couldn't even see what was on them. And I would, you know, was wondering, how am I even going to? Do people even update these things? Are they even updatable? How would I even find somebody that even does that work? Well, fortunately, it was a blessing to come to meet Vito and Rhonda and learn that yeah, they do all of those things. And they do it right here in our backyard over in Longwood, uh, 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. And what they can do is they can take anything that you've got, your cherished memories, you know, your wedding videos, your graduation videos, you know, high school football, college football, uh, a film, if you will, um, events from reunions, everything, you know, military, uh, both pictures and even, you know, from your military reunions, just anything that's cherished for you that you've got on media, that you've got on film, you've got pictures of, they can take it, they can put it in a digital form so and reduce it down, literally they can reduce down huge crates, <laughs> huge boxes of this stuff, of these things that you have, uh, into literally a, a thumb drive, which is a little device that's literally, they call it a thumb drive because it's about the size of your thumb. So that um, you can you can get a handle on it, you can plug it into a computer, and it's all right there for you. Of course, there's many other things to do. The main thing that also want to let you know about Vito and Rhonda is do it all with tender, loving care. It's not a job to them; it, it, it's it's a calling, and a big part of their joy is is seeing your joy when you're able to preserve these wonderful things and to actually get them. In, in a better format where you can actually get them out of the closet, get them out of the basement or the attic um, where it's not even safe anyway from water damage and things like that and get them on a, on a disc or a thumb drive or something that you can use, plug into your computer and use every single day anytime you want to. Um, you can find them at, as I said before, right there on, on, in Longwood on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in the Merritt Center, 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. 
You can find them, of course, 24-7, 365 at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. That's NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. Or just give them a call at 407-834-8555. 407-834-8555. That's Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video. And please be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now I'd like to go back to our discussion of, or shift to our discussion of the current events related to Washington. And I, friends, I can't help but be basically pessimistic, somewhat pessimistic. I'm fighting it and trying not to be. Um, I'll focus my comments not on the pessimism, but just on, on the observation of what's happening right now in Washington. And I, don't, and it, and I think it's very uh, unfortunate, if not full-blown disturbing. Now, of course, we've had Obviously, our midterm elections in November, the result of that, nationally speaking, in terms of Congress, was that Democrats uh, became the majority party. Before November, Republicans had a slight edge on the Democrats and the number of Congress people. Now that's shifted, and Democrats are in control of Congress, um, which doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, but I think in this case it, it, it certainly is, and that's why I'm going to share my thoughts on why it is. In the, in the um, Senate, Republicans did pick up a few seats, so we've got kind of a, a divided situation there, which is exactly the way the, the founding fathers devised it, checks and balances. And then from my own perspective, thank God that's the situation right now. Thank God the Republicans did keep the Senate and, and expand their lead, even though, how, uh, you know, even though it's small. But here's the situation that, that, I'm, that disturbs me, and, and there are two core factors in it. One is the, the dramatic... Uh, leftward, it's not even a tilt, the the, the dramatic uh, stampede is what it is, to the hard left that the Democrat Party has taken, especially this newer generation of Democrats, the younger ones that are getting elected, uh, many, you know, many of the ones that got elected to Congress. Um, of course, I think the, the, the poster child for them is um, Cortez Ocasio, if I might not even be getting her name right, um, the young woman who who defeated a powerful Democrat congressman in a primary and went on and, and won her election, and she's there now. If, if you listen closely to this woman, first of all, she's got no <laughs> no knowledge of true American history, the the founding philosophies of our founding documents, um, of true basically American history, the heritage and culture of the people who founded the country. Um, and I would say not only is um, – not only ignorance, but but hostility towards all those things that we hold, tr- um, cherish and hold dear and hold true. Um, the the foundation of our country, understanding that our rights come from God, that we were endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and to preserve these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. All those things are, are the the cherished American ideals, those are the foundation of the country, codified, written in the Constitution. Um, and that's what this newer generation of Democrats are completely against, not only against it, uh, have contempt for it, uh, want to throw it out. Don't, do not believe in a um, working together. You, know, you disagree with me, I disagree with you on certain issues or other issues we can work together on. We're all Americans. We all believe in the same core values. Sadly, I mean that that was what um, you know was was held the country together. That philosophy um, that I just stated was what held the country together for two hundred plus years, and 
you know, I think the consequences of, of, of abandoning that and, and getting to a point where you've got a lot of people, both citizens and especially elected officials, especially Congress people, who don't believe in working together with the other side, do not believe in working with the, the quote, loyal opposition, who don't buy into, if you will, or who reject the founding principles of our country, um, <laughs> I mean, how are, where's that going to go? Where's that going to lead to? And and that's why I can't help but be a little bit pessimistic. And I think what we're gonna what we're seeing play out. And and then the other part of it is is the Democrat Party, especially in Washington, and maybe it's not that way, that way in Simmel County. And I pray to God that it's not, <laughs> or, or some of our local counties as well. You know, maybe there might be some some old school JFK Democrats out there, or Harry, Harry Truman Democrats, or even FDR Democrats for that matter. Um, you know, um, you know, Franklin Delano. Delano Roosevelt, on the day of the D-Day invasion, Franklin Roosevelt went on national radio, which was the primary media of the time, and prayed Christian prayer to asking God to intercede on behalf of our young young men who were invading, uh, attempting to invade France at Normandy on those beachheads. I mean, and um, so, so I mean, that's how far we've got. Now you've got a, a recently elected Democrat who did, who wouldn't even be sworn in, you know, on a Bible. <laughs> so we've, we've, we've had certain principles, certain, you know, shared beliefs, core shared beliefs. Um, one of which is, is faith, religious faith that, that, that there is a God and he's, a, he's the one that, Provides our rights. That's where our rights come from. Well, you remove God from the picture. Well, guess what? You remove the justification for individual rights, and government becomes all powerful. And it's disturbing that we've got uh, now a whole trend of many, many people being elected, especially in Washington, who who do not believe those those core values. In fact, are dedicated on, on rejecting them. And then the other thing, and this is, I think, this is what has led to. Um, the situation we've got with with the Democrats certainly taking over Congress and um, so many left wing Democrats flourishing is the media has been completely the national media, so called mainstream media, which is a complete misnomer now, much more accurate is lamestream um, media, but it's because left wing lamestream media, uh, ridiculously left wing. In fact, this is something I can speak to quite authoritatively in that you I back in the day I actually attended and received a degree from one of the, the finest journalism schools in the country, University of Florida School of Journalism and Communications. And as part of that training, we were trained as as future journalists and even as journalists because we were out covering stories. That was part of our what we, we did as part of our education. Covered the Gainesville City Commission, covered the Gainesville County Commission, covered the mayor's office in Gainesville. But anyway, um, you were taught to report a story and to, and to write a, sto- a news story. That news story had certain criteria, specific criteria, just like building a, a chair, just like a carpenter building a building, just like an architect drawing up a, 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 an edifice. There are certain fundamental ways that you report your story so and to bring an attitude of objectivity. It's not there to be your opinion. You're not using this forum to, to spout your opinion. You're reporting a story, just the facts, ma'am, if you will. Well, sadly, and, and there were there's codes and guidelines throughout all the media to uh, to enforce that and reinforce it, even with the, the left-leaning um, national media, such as CBS News back in the day. Um, even though they were, quote, left-leaning, they were still essentially... 
uh, dedicated to producing good journalism. Uh, well, that's all out the window now. And sadly, the people uh, in the mainstream media that we see on the name names CNN, MSNBC, uh, virtually every major media out, especially the cables, cable ones, and especially the blogs and the Internet, are just full-blown left-wingers. They're not reporting stories. They're not out to report the truth. They're not to report things accurately. They're just out there spewing their opinion, advocating uh, and what they're advocating for is a rejection of traditional American values, and what they're advocating for is an adoption of left-wing values uh, for America. And I can't help but uh, see it as, as a pessimistic sign, and you know, we're just going to have to see how it, uh, how it all plays out. We're going to have to do whatever we can to, to push back against it. But we're up on our next break on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Central Florida's connection to news, views, and interviews. Important to you. And this is my turn. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Hope you're enjoying the program today. It's great to be back with you as we get into the swing of things in a, in a brand new year. It's really great to have Seminole County Clerk of Court and Comptroller Grant Malloy join us on the show. You know, it had a chance to, as he was as we were speaking with Grant, reflected back a little bit and on our very first show, and it was on New Year's Day, nineteen Eve, New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety-seven, December thirty-first, nineteen ninety-seven was our very first program. And Grant was was on it. Also, Ted Edwards, who was a newly elected Orange County Commissioner, was on that program, and. You know, actually speaking of Ted Edwards, um, you know, two campaign cycles ago, along with Congressman John Micah, and uh, was defeated um, in his quest for reelection. And I think that's a prime example of this new shifting and changing uh, of not only of, of the political uh, landscape in Orange County, and in uh, but in Seminole County in Central Florida, but um, shifting for the worse, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Losing a, a, a good man, a, a man who believes in traditional American values, who uh, certainly understood the economy and free market um, economics, and was was a was a great voice for 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 common sense. Not to mention um, traditional American principles. Losing a guy like Ted Edwards was was, was brutal. Was, was terrible, and um, and the composition of the Orange County Commission has changed radically and dramatically just in the last few years. Um, as as is Congress, you know, Micah was defeated and got a liberal Democrat in there, you know, backed by George Soros. So those are the kinds of, the, the, I mean, the, we're not just talking theory here. <laughs> um, you know, the, the the political sands are shifting dramatically, certainly right here in Central Florida, and, and they're shifting away from traditional American values, um, from constitutional values, uh, from the belief that our rights come from God, and the our and the and the foundational principles, um, including that. Um, the consent of the governed, that uh, the the purpose of government in the United States of America, constitutional, democratic, republican government, is to protect the 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 rights of citizens. That's the whole point, not for citizens to serve an all powerful state. And actually, one of the people who who expressed that most eloquently was John F. Kennedy in his nineteen sixty one inaugural address. And it's and it's really sad to see an entire political party get so not, not not only get so far away from those that understanding that and, and appreciating it and, and and being dedicated to support it like John F Kennedy was 
um, many of the people that supported him and voted for him, but to actually get to a point now where they're adopting a left-wing attitude and anti-God and anti-traditional um, Americans um, attitude, traditional American values attitude, and are hostile to the founding documents of our country, to the founding his- to the history of our country, and to the the principles upon which we are based. And and the, what what is it? Well, one one of the what is the end game? Well, one of the aspects of the end game is is you know left wing people get get elected in, in, into public office, powerful positions in public office, and they 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 vote out, they kick out, they take the place of people who believe in traditional American values, and that's what we're living on a daily basis right now. To, to get back to one of the reasons for that is that on a national and, and a local level, especially on a national level is the media has become completely, um, I would say, uh, irresponsible from a left-wing perspective point of view. Yeah, I know myself, I have just chosen not to even watch CNN, programs such as CNN, MSNBC, uh, pretty much any network broadcast that even spills over on into so-called sports coverage. ESPN is, 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 not, ESPN is not a sports network. It's a left-wing cultural network, uh, you know, masquerading as a sports network, and it, it you know it's disturbing for those of us who get it, which is pretty much everybody that listens to our show. Um, the <laughs> to it's disturbing to see this play out, but but it's even more disturbing in that it has real-world negative consequences. Uh, in that, so many many people don't don't recognize what's happening or they, you know, they went through a you know, public school system that changed dramatically over the last 20 to 25 years, over the last generation, and was not teaching core American principles, not teaching the legitimate history and the extraordinary history of our founding fathers, of, of, the, of the principles upon which the Declaration of Independence stated the mission statement for our country. Uh, we're not learning about the justification of our Constitution or even our Constitution, uh, the constitutional values, our Bill of Rights. Um, not only not only learning what's stated there, but also the the justification and the philosophies behind it, which were, which by the way were developed over thousands of years of, of human history. Uh, that's one thing that's very important thing that everyone should know is that the, the our founding generation, Thomas Jefferson's the Alexander Hamilton's, George Washington's, you know, John Adams, you know, could go on and on. Um, others that aren't aren't as well known um, were were scholars, and they studied um, human history. They studied the Roman Empire. They studied the Greek culture. They 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 studied the various governments that had been instituted around the world. They they of course were intimately aware of the British Empire and the monarch British monarchy. And the abuses uh, that were, you know, uh, inherent there, they lived it. They lived those abuses. That's why they were so dedicated to, to uh, kicking out the Brits and, and creating their own country, which is an incredibly audacious move if you just stop and think about it just for a minute. But, but my point is, you know, this isn't something that was trendy. The Constitution, uh, our Constitution, was was not something that was trendy. James Madison, of course, um, was one of the principal. Uh, Authors of the Constitution, maybe the most principled. Hamilton had a huge role, of course, um, but was um, it was a result 
of of their close study and their incredible knowledge of thousands of years of human history. They wanted to create a government that was better, didn't have the pitfalls of monarchies or dictators or or, or didn't suffer the consequences of too much so-called pure democracy uh, uh, where, where you know, governments fell because of the whims of, a, of the mob um, or fell because people learned they could vote themselves a paycheck, essentially, um, uh, fr- from government. But So the things that, that are being attacked here by the left that are now you know, essentially being um, – under attack that that are that are you know, under attack to the point of, of being eradicated in our country, especially by left wing judges uh, ruling from the bench, which is another huge threat. Um, and and I will say about the bench that's one one of the things that does give me um, tremendous optimism and hope is the way that the extraordinary way that Trump has has the extraordinary great job, outstanding job. I can't even say enough uh, superlatives of putting good people on the Supreme Court, and in the federal judgeships. That might just be what might save the country for another couple more generations and give it a chance to continue to survive. Uh, Trump has done an extraordinary job, even better than Reagan, I would say much better than Reagan, in putting people on the Supreme Court and fighting for them like he fought for the most recent justice, um, Kavanaugh, rolling up his sleeves, fighting the battle necessary, doing the dirty work necessary to get these people on the court so that we will continue to actually have a chance to live in freedom and liberty by having a, and even before I leave that topic, uh, the federal judgeships are much more important uh, or are more important than the Supreme Court. Supreme Court's important, but most things never even get to the Supreme Court. Uh, The federal judgeships, which are all over the country, there there are scores of those. um, That's where these, um, Pretty much the future of this country is determined, and that's why it's so crucial to have constitutionally based pro-American. <laughs> um, you didn't have to say that part, but now, sadly, you do. Um, people on the federal bench, and that's one outstanding job, one more outstanding job that Trump has done. And I would say the most important. But you, know, as we get to our close, um, point I'm making is first of all, it's disturbing to see so many people being elected now, certainly under the Democrat Party banner, to see that uh, an entire political party in the country go so far left-wing, abandoning traditional American values, to abandon, which one of which is to all work together after the elections are over, um, you know, to, 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 to make up, you know, to, to basically uh, work together uh, and continue uh, un- under the, the premise of shared values that we have as a country and a society. Well, that's uh, sadly out the window with a lot of these people. They want to not work together to make America a better place. They want to make America uh, work, work to change America to throughout our traditional American values and our traditional institutions. That's disturbing seeing so many people like that getting elected. And a core reason behind it is the fact that the, the media, so-called mainstream media has, more accurately, lamestream media has become overwhelmingly left-wing and not only become left-wing but thrown out all standards of pure, objective, solidly, fundamentally based journalism. You, you turn on these cable news networks, you don't get journalism. You get opinion. and You get radical opinion, and um, there's no, no essence of pure journalism there at all. And against again, the end result, you and I <clears throat> might be 
turned off by it, don't watch it, you know, reject it, not a, not a big part of our life. Well, somebody's watching it, and I think, uh, I mean, actually, I'm afraid a lot of people are watching it because it's so pervasive. You know, there are little, little outposts of, of conservative media out there, Fox News, which Fox, Fox News is a powerful force, but still it only represents a tiny sliver of the entire uh, mass media, um, news media, that, that people consume, and, and if people are not watching Fox News, and there's hundreds of millions of them that are not, um, they're not getting exposed to, uh, to an alternative view, uh, uh, a, a more uh, constitutionally uh, and pro-American, if you will, based view. Um, they're, they're being brainwashed by CNN, MSNBC, the other major networks. Not to mention whatever blogs they may be reading or websites they may be reading, which are just full-blown left-wingism and full-blown uh, 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 opinionated ranting advocacy. So just say to hopefully I haven't made you too depressed, but those are some things that I'm observing right now. We're observing it in Congress right now. It's, it's going to be a, a tremendous battle as the forces of, of traditional America led by president Donald Trump um, battle this new generation, this new Congress, which is overwhelmingly left wing and is going to fight everything that, that, um, Fight traditional American values, uh, tooth and nail, and the 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 other side of it, it it's fascinating to watch. And, and as we close, I encourage you, um, give you advice that I'm going to take myself. And um, I know many of you are already doing it and have been doing it for years. Is is don't just sit back and be a spectator. Um, we have the ability to participate. We have the ability to to get involved to make our our opinions known um, through uh, the the advances of the internet. We have our ability to 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 work on campaigns still, to do the old school legwork, to get people turn people out to vote, to let our friends and family neighbors know how we feel, and even influence them when when, when it's proper and when we can do that. So there's uh, that, those are the thoughts I wanted to share with you this week. I want to appreciate appreciate you joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Have a great week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.